hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode 500. Congratulations. And today, right now, I am going to be introducing your host, Scott Volker, also known as the Amazing Seller. Wow, that was that was pretty good. Not bad. That was first take, by the way. We didn't even do multiple takes on that. So, Kayla, thank you so much for that fantastic intro. And actually, I'm recording this on uh, her spring break. Kayla's got a spring break right now, so they got the day off. So I said, you know what? Why don't you come in the office and can help me out here, and we can celebrate this 500th episode together, which is crazy. 10 million plus downloads, Kayla. Can you imagine that? Right. I mean, all over the world. I mean, we're talking all over the globe. We're talking uh, the UK. We're talking Australia, Australia, Canada, Canada, everywhere. Yeah. You can you can imagine. Uh, It's it's insane. Right. So 10 million downloads. Never thought that I would be able to do this. And uh, and here we are helping a lot of people. So what I want to do is I want to quiz you. And see, over the past three years, 500 episodes, you've heard a lot of discussion in the car rides, uh, whether it's maybe at dinner or maybe it's just out getting that ice cream cone that we yeah. like to get every now and then. Yeah. There's a few things you might have picked up on. And I want to I wanna share with people how while you are building a business around your kids, you're actually teaching them through that process as well. I think also you're teaching them through like things not working all the time and then what to do kind of like Aaron judge right now is kind of struggling yeah, at the, yeah, at the plate, but right? He's still doing what he needs to do. He, he knows what he's doing wrong. So he's going to try and do what's right and think of the, the problem that he's doing. Right. But what's he going to do once he gets in that batter's box and he strikes out, what's he going to do after that? He's going to look over what he's done and he's going to review it and say, Oh, look at my stance was wrong or look at, he was throwing me curveballs, and he, it went outside, and I swung for it. Mm. So that's thing that. Um, but he's also going to probably get back in that batter's box, right? Yes. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. So yeah. you always have another at bat. Yes. Right, and that's mm-hmm. kind of like business. You yeah. don't you don't like give up just because something didn't work one time, nope. uh, right? And I think you and I both know that. All right, so let's let's get to the quiz here real quick. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, or actually a few questions here, and I'm going to okay. see what you can. Uh, what you can do here. And oh, by the way, guys, stay tuned. I've got some prizes I'm going to be giving out here. I'm going to uh, talk about uh, how you can get access to our private label classroom and a free coaching call with me. We're going to have coffee, virtual coffee together. Kayla, do I like coffee? Oh, you love coffee. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's what I'm going to do. So stay tuned. The show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 500. And then what I want you to do Actually, Kayla, I'm going to go in here right now and tell them what they need to do if they want to enter into this drawing, because that's what we're going to do. Yeah, it sounds fun, right? So all you have to do is go to theamazingseller.com forward slash coffee. Pretty cool little name there, right? Right. So go there, and that's going to take you to the YouTube page. I've actually created a short little video there explaining, and all you have to do is leave a comment on that video. Tell me how long you've been a listener of the Amazing Seller podcast. And then also, what is one thing that you have learned since listening to the podcast? All you have to do is enter 
uh, or all you have to do is leave a comment to enter. And then what I'm going to do after a couple of weeks, I'm going to go back and we're going to go through those and we're going to pick uh, two or three. I'm thinking three. Um, but here's what we're going to do, though. We're going to give away one grand prize, which is private label classroom, which is a thousand dollar value, actually fifteen hundred dollar value and a coaching call with me, which is another thousand dollar value. So a couple thousand dollars and then two runner up prizes are going to be two more uh, virtual coffee sessions with me. 30 minutes. I'll jump on, do a one-on-one with you. So all you have to do is just comment on a video or on that video, theamazingseller.com forward slash coffee. And then I will, uh, I'll pick a winner. Actually, myself and my team is going to pick the winner. So that's what you need to do. Okay. So here we go, Kayla, really quickly. And then I'm going to get into some of the things that I've learned over the past 500 episodes. I'm going to share all of those with you. I've actually got seven right now, seven takeaways that I've learned uh, by interviewing over 60 plus people so far on this podcast. So I'm going to be sharing those with you as well. So stay tuned for that. But right now I wanted to give Kayla a little quiz here and show you that you're inspiring your kids, but also you need to be paying attention and you probably have learned a ton just by consuming the information and applying it and taking action. So here we go, Kayla. You ready? Yep. All right. So what does FBA stand for? Fulfillment by Amazon. That is a very, very good girl. That is a great job. So how many kids in your class do you think know what FBA stand for? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't think I, I don't think any. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know what I want you to do? Um, when you go back to school, I want you to ask all the kids in your class, what does FBA stand for? All right? Okay. All right. Sounds so good. do that. All right. And if anybody does, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. If anybody says fulfilled by Amazon, I will personally give you a $25 gift card that you can give them. Okay. That's pretty crazy, that right? Pretty All crazy. right. So fulfilled by Amazon. Fulfilled, fulfillment by Amazon. Well, we say fulfilled by fulfilled Amazon. By fulfillment okay. by Amazon. Okay. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Either one I'll take. Okay. okay? All, right. All right. Cool. All right. Here we go. So what is or what does RA stand for? Retail ARB. Also retail arbitrage. arbitrage. All right. So, but retail arb is a little yeah. slang. It's a little yeah. slang talk we got here. All right. So, all right. So, retail arb, arbitrage. What does that mean, though, exactly? I mean, you know what it means as far as like that's what this, the abbreviations are. Yeah. But what does, what do you do if you want to do a little retail arb? And I know your sister, Alexis, has yep. been doing that and she's made, I think, over 25,000. I think that's what she told me the last I checked with her. Uh, and she, I think she netted like 10 or 12,000. So, pretty cool. Um, so, what does that mean? Well, you know, retail arbitrage trage <laughs> means that, like, you're going to go to a store, and if you find a product that's on, like, a discount or something. Clearance. Or clearance, and it, like, it's actually, it sells for more than they are, you know, selling it for, then you can buy it, and then you can sell it for a full price on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Or eBay. eBay. Or any, Etsy. Any Etsy, I mean, not Etsy, it's Etsy. All right. All right, cool. So here we go. All right. Now, the next question, I got to get a little closer to the mic here, uh, is, okay, and this one's an easy one, I think. uh, But again, I bet you kids in your class don't know what this is. What is PL? What does PL stand for? Private label. Mm, And what, you know, I didn't, I'm going to throw this extra one in here. I'm going to put you on the spot. What does, she's a little nervous, guys. Oh, what does private label stand for, or like, what does it mean? Um, well, I think that it means like you sell it online. 
Well, yes, but private labeling means like, let's say, for example, and again, I, I think once I say this, you'll kind of get it again. Yeah. You, you kind of know what it is, but you yeah. don't. It's where we can take a product and then we can label it as our own brand. Oh, that's right. Right. Yeah, right. Because the word label, private right. label. Right. So we're, we're like our, it's kind of like in the store, if you see like uh, Cheerios yeah. and then they have another brand, another brand which, which in our case would be Harris Teeter. Yeah. Uh, or that's our that's our grocery store, or what's the other one? Publix. Yeah. Right. They would have their own brand of Cheerios. Cheerios. That's private labeling <laughs> Cheerios or something like it. All right. Cool. So that was just. I'm sorry I threw you that little bit of a curveball. Uh, okay. The next one I want to ask you is what does TAS stand for? The Amazing Seller. All right. That was easy. That, that was, was easy. Yeah, that was easy. I that wasn't that even one. a question. All right. So uh, what have you learned? This is a good one. Uh, what have you learned over the past three years from listening to endless car rides? With me and mommy talking about business, which there's been a lot. We just yes. generally do that. But what is what is something that you've taken away? Well, you know, this almost goes with um, retail arbitrage. Okay. Um, and, well, sort of. But, like, um, online or, like, if there's, like, trendy stuff right now, like, say, like, there's fidget spinners back then. Mm-hmm. Now... That was like really like big. It was like a really big product, but then like like the people that were selling them, they got they got so much like inventory and everything. Mm-hmm. And then like two weeks later, they still have like five hundred fi- fidget spinners, st- like just sitting in their warehouse, and they have nothing to do with them. So I would say what I learned is that like for example, my American Girl dolls. I would sell that over fidget spinners because I know that that trend will go away and no one will want to buy them anymore. But like American Girl doll stuff, you know that that stuff is probably going to be around. Now, I would advise you not to sell American Girl dolls. I would advise you to sell accessories around that market maybe, right? Right. And so, and the other thing you hear us talk a lot about, I'm just going to throw this in here so the audience can kind of listen to even what I've talked about and you can kind of verify it, but is really like building a brand, right? Yep. Right. So like if you were going to go into that market, you'd be into the kids doll market or something like Mm -hmm. that, right? Yeah. And you could sell like little accessories and clothes and stuff like that online on Amazon because, um, yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll it be, right it, it'll be around for, for a while. Yeah. They're not yeah. going anywhere. Um, but a fidget spinner or some little gadget like that, you can't really build a brand around. No, so, okay, cool. So what I'm going to do here now, Kayla, is I'm going to cut you loose. You can go back okay. to what you were doing. I think you were coloring or maybe watching, uh, some Yankee yeah, highlights. Uh, she's obsessed by the way, with the Yankees I obsessed. Was, I was watching a, um, got to talk into the mic. I was watching a video <laughs> about the, uh, you know, Aaron Judge and his um his stance on what they were talking about, what's wrong with it or what right now and what he's trying to do. Yeah. So, so he's um, working on his yep. on his uh his issues and he's gonna deal with them, but he's not yep. giving up, right? Nope. You can't give up. All right, go uh, go take action and go do that. All I'm right. gonna go take finish action, up this. Everybody. <laughs> Thanks, Kayla. Let's hear it for Kayla, everyone. Yay! Let's hear the crowd going wild. 
All right. So, I mean, that was pretty awesome, right? I got my uh, daughter on here. We totally did that randomly, by the way. And uh, and I threw some questions at her uh, kind of blindly, but uh, I think she did pretty well. And I'm definitely going to follow up with her to see how many kids in her class know what FBA stand for. I bet you some kids are going to think it's FBI. Like they're going to think it's like the, uh, you know, the FBI or something like that. But anyway, we'll, we'll see. And I'll kind of, I'll give you guys an update on that, but I will give a kid $25 gift card to Amazon. If they come, if she comes home and says, yeah, my, my one friend, you know, Sarah, she knew it and I'm okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give her a $25 Amazon gift card. Uh, so anyway, here's what I want to do though. I want to remind you before we jump into these, these takeaways, these big takeaways that I've learned and picked up by interviewing, you know, over 60, uh, different sellers in all different types of businesses. I mean, mainly Amazon, but also on and off of Amazon. And I'm going to give you those takeaways because I think that you'll learn something from that. Um, actually, one of my uh, past, uh, actually still listeners, but I just recently bumped into him again and um, doing amazing things. And uh, and he's really following these seven things that I'm going to cover with you. And that's why he's hugely successful right now. I'm talking hugely successful at the point of, you know, over the past three years, he's He's built a business from zero to over $300,000 a month, which is just crazy. Uh, but uh, what I want to do here is remind you of this, this giveaway, this little, this little uh, prize giveaway that I want to do here because I want to celebrate with you. And if we were all in the same room together, I'd be you know, doing high fives and we would be jumping and just celebrating the, the opportunity that we have and then also that you guys have been with me for a while now. And I, I really appreciate each and every one of you. And I want to thank you. And I would love to shake each and every one of your hand um, because, uh, again, I couldn't have done it without you. Uh, over 10 million downloads worldwide, which is just insane. And we're not stopping. We're just we're just getting started over here. But 500 episodes is just insane. So head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash coffee. And uh, that will direct you to a video that I am going to post that will give you the details on what you need to do. And, uh, and it's pretty simple. Just comment on that video. And uh, just let me know how long you've been a listener. And then number two, what is one thing that the podcast has helped you with this far um, since listening? And if you really wanted to, to do something cool for me, you could subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. That would be amazing. Um, but all right, so let's go ahead and, and jump in here. All right, uh, so let's just dive in. So number one, the one of the biggest things that, uh, and you know, my kids will tell you this too. I mean, I'm, I'm big, big on this one and that is mindset. Like I've, I've talked to a lot of different sellers and it always comes down to, I had the mindset that when I got started here, that the first year even was going to be a learning process. You know, it's going to be my private label labeling education or my building a business education, like not expecting to just go ahead and hit the ball out of the park your first at bat. Like you got to get up there, you got to swing, but you got to get up there and learn. Like 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 my daughter just said, like Aaron Judge is studying the film and seeing what these pitchers did to him to get him out. Well, we got to figure out that process and learn through that process, but the mindset having that is is key because your your expectations are that you want to that you want to succeed, but in the same breath, you understand business as far as it's a process, and you're probably not going to win, you know, your first game in a sense. You know, you're going to learn through that. So number one is mindset, big. All right, number two, having a clear why. 
right? Why do you want to do this? It's not just about going out there and making, you know, $50,000 or a million dollars, a million dollars. It's not about that technically. I know we all think it is, or, you know, I used to think it was, but it's really not. It's about what is that money going to do for us? What is it going to give us? Uh, you know, for me, it's being able to, well, I just got back with my daughter. We actually had to head over to the warehouse. It was funny. We went over to the warehouse, met my partner, um, helped unload some stuff. Uh, and then from there, uh, we, uh, went over, got a coffee, you know, got a donut, whatever, and then came back and then I'm going to do this. And then after this, we're going to go to lunch. So that's my why, like being able to have that flexibility, um, to be able to spend time with my family, create that lifestyle that I want. It's not about necessarily being a multimillionaire that can, uh, you know, say that I'm a multimillionaire. It's more about what I'm able to do with my life um, and being able to create those, uh, you know, or that schedule. Um, and that's really what it's about. It's about not missing those opportunities as far as with my kids or being able to go to a baseball game or being able to go to that, that recital. Um, like all that stuff for me is so, so important. And if I had a boss that didn't allow me time off, I would miss all that. So that's the why you have to have a clear why. If you do not have your why, please, please do that. Hopefully this episode will make you say, you know what? Scott said, I should probably go create my why I'm going to do that. And then just Go through and figure out why you're doing what you're doing and write it down. Get clear on that why, all right, because that will push you through tough times because there will be tough times ahead. Whether you're working for someone or whether you're working for yourself, there will be bumps in the road, all right, and that why helps you get through those, all right? Number three, building a brand, not a one-off product, okay? Again, if you start this thing knowing that you want to find a market, Okay. And then maybe find a sub market and then maybe a sub market inside of that one big market and then create products that serve that market. That's building a brand. Okay. Not a one-off product. Okay. And I've seen, and again, I'm kind of going back to all the interviews that I've done and I've kind of distilled it down and other successful people that I've listened to or that I've read books on all of that stuff kind of comes into these seven things for me. All right. So building a brand and focusing on that brand, not, and again, not just one product, that's how these people have been successful. Anyone that has had a product or two that has done really well, hasn't lasted. It's, it's kind of like, you know, something did well for three months and then all of a sudden it peters out. That's going to happen. It doesn't mean that you can't do that if you want to. It just means that it's risky. You know, you, you don't have longevity there. You don't have something that's going to be sustainable or scalable. And you also become scattered by doing that. All right. So building a brand, that's what I've seen common theme here uh, from these successful people that I've known and that I've also interviewed and that I've also just been around. It's building a brand. Number four, reinvesting profits for the first 12 months. It's so important to understand that when you're first starting to get some sales, you don't want to just pull some of that and put it in your pocket, all right? Because then you're you're really starving the business from growth because you're not able to feed it. You need to feed it to get momentum, to start to build out your product line, to start to build out your customer base, to be able to spend on ads, to be able to buy more product, to be able to add more SKUs to your, to your brand, you need to reinvest profits for the first 12 months. Again, all of the successful people that I've ever paid attention to or that I've ever interviewed, this is what they've done. 
Okay, reinvesting. And it also comes back to the number one thing that I mentioned, mindset, having that mindset and having that vision when they first started of reinvesting for the first 12 months, not saying I've got two months, I got to start pulling profit. You can't do that. Okay. I mean, if you do, you're going to be starving and really stunting the growth of the business. All right. So that's number four, reinvest profits. Okay. Number five, plan and spend on promoting your products. Okay. Just plan on it and do it. Okay. I'm promoting your products. Now, again, this is what I see other successful people doing. Spend on pay-per-click, spend on Facebook ads, list building, anything that is going to help you grow the business. Now, I wouldn't say you have to do them all. I would say start with one, get some momentum there, and then move to another. Now, in this case, you may be saying, well, I can do pay-per-click and I can do Facebook ads. You can. I would recommend doing uh, sponsored product ads through Amazon first, if that's where you're starting to sell your product. And then I would go to Facebook ads and I would also do the list building simultaneously because it's kind of part of that, of that, uh, process. Because, uh, if you are even giving away your product at a discount, 30% off, you still should be collecting that email address, especially if you're running paid ads. Um, but anyway, I've seen, uh, and that's what I've learned through this, you know, this, this past, you know, what is it? again, three years, 500 episodes, uh, you know, I've learned that, you know, the ones that are willing to spend money to promote their products end up being successful. All right. Now it's not always guaranteed because sometimes you're spending the money on the wrong ads maybe. Um, but the ones that are out there investing again, back into their business and growth on other channels and other platforms, not necessarily just Amazon, that's a real business and that's growth. And that's to me, that, becomes a successful business and also a business that could be sold in the future, which is pretty good, right? I've interviewed some people that have sold, uh, you know, their businesses already and exited. And I've got one guy, I remember he actually built a business, sold it, and now he's going to build another one to sell it again. So he's kind of doing that model. You can do that because some people don't want to start. They just want to invest in a brand that's already up and running. And then they want to be able to, uh, to be able to sell that. So it's just another model. Um, so that's number five, plan and spend on promoting your products. Okay. Number six, launching multiple products, going wide, not deep. So what that means is don't just bank on the one product. Again, it's risky because once you do everything rides on that one product, if that product gets suspended, you're done. If that product, you run out of inventory, you're out, you know? So all of those things ride on that one. I like to go three to five wide at least especially in the first, I would say six to 12 months, if you can. Now, by doing that, you're going to also weed out some products that don't do so good. That's okay. You're trying to find a core set of products that can, uh, that can really build out your brand. So multiple products gives you that opportunity. It gives you more real estate, meaning it gives you more online real estate. It also gives you a few products that go really well together that you could build an external funnel with. You know, I was just at an event not that long ago and they were going over like certain funnels that people have built with one, like one or two products that have hit seven figures, not even on Amazon. So once you get three or four products that can go well together and you can upsell or you could, you know, downsell or cross sell any of that stuff, it changes the game. So that's why multiple products come into that. But again, you can't start there and say, I'm going to launch 10 products. I wouldn't advise that. Start with one, but know that you have three to five in the queue or in the hopper, right? And that's why I'm so big on focusing on finding your market 
and then trying to find an angle into a sub market in that main market and then you know, build that out with three to five products. Then you can start to go a little bit higher up inside of that market if you want to, a little bit more competitive, but I would start by going, uh, you know, deep and really niching down or niching down. Um, all right, so that's number six, launching multiple products. One easy way to launch multiple products, by the way, too, is just by making variations of the, of the one that's doing okay. I like that too, because then you have inventory that's not just in that one SKU necessarily, it's going to be in variation. So if one ran out of inventory, you still have inventory in maybe some of the variations. So the listing doesn't go down. Um, I like that as well for that reason. All right. So the seventh one, the final one right now is, and that's where I'm going to kind of leave this is focus. When you have focus on what you're doing and why you're doing it, everything becomes easier to me, right? You kind of get rid of all of the shiny objects or the trendy stuff that you might be seeing, whether that's products or whether that's the new way to make a million dollars online. You know, I know you guys have probably, not all of you, but some of you have been chasing those, you know, those different ways to make quick money online. And I'm going to raise my hand. I've done it too. Not recently, but in the past I have. I've fallen into that. I think we all have because we want that easy money. And in the beginning, we think, that, you know, if we can just get to $1,000 a month, everything's going to be easy uh, or easier. And in some cases it can, but also it's, you know, sometimes not sustainable. Um, so again, I like to be able to focus on building a brand. And then when you're doing that, everything, all of your energy is focused on building out that brand with products, with uh, customers, with uh, ads that convert, offers, uh, you know, building your email list, uh, going out and building Facebook uh, groups or pages or social media channels, uh, all of that stuff. It becomes easier because your focus is on building that brand. You're not thinking about, oh, okay, I got something in um, sports and outdoors over here and then over here I've got something in, in uh, home and kitchen or something right? Totally opposite. They don't help each other. And then you're, you know, you've got 50% going on over here and 50% going on over here. And if you would have just taken the 50% and, and went on one of those, you know, categories or markets, you'd be that much further ahead in my opinion, by the way. And I've seen that time and time again with other successful people. And that's again, what I've learned over these past 500 episodes. Okay. So that is the seven big takeaways. I am going to include these in the show notes, all right, because I think it's important and you might want to jot these down. Number one, mindset. Number two, have a clear why. Number three, build a brand. Four, reinvest profits for the first 12 months. Five, plan on spending to promote your products and your brand. Six, launch multiple products and then go wide and deep. And then seven, focus in caps, all caps, focus on building the brand. All right. Now you also want to understand that by doing this, you will have the ability to outlast your competition. And what do I mean by that? Well, when your competition might be dabbling over here and dabbling over here and dabbling over here, and they're just going to try to launch a product, try to get it ranked and then try to get some sales. That's all they're doing. The only way that they're going to beat you is if they have similar assets as you. 
you have an email list, you know how to Facebook, uh, you know, you know how to do you know, Facebook ads and, and targeting, and you know, you've got a social media following, you've got customer base, you've got a little funnel outside of Amazon that's driving sales that can also drive up your rank. All of these things that your competition won't have the ability to, uh, to see or even be able to compete on because they don't have that. Okay. So by you building out this, this set of assets around your brand makes it harder. And then you're going to be able to outlast your competition. All right. That's how, all right. So there's one guy right now, like I mentioned him earlier, uh, actually he came to one of our live events in Denver. Uh, and this is going back about two and a half years ago. And at the time, um, I believe he was at like 60 or $70,000. He was doing retail arbitrage for a while. Then he started doing private labeling. He came to the event doing about, I think it was 50 or 60. It might even have been a little bit more. I don't remember. Um, but, uh, he went from like zero to like 60, 70 grand. And then from there to 150, and this is a month by the way. Um, and then to 150 grand to 300 K. Okay. In three years. But again, I just said the keyword there, three years. And how did he do it? He focused on one market and one brand. All right, let me say that again. The way that he got there is by focusing on one market and one brand, okay? All the time was spent on how to add more products and dominate his market, okay? That's all he did, okay? So I want you guys to model that. I want you to think like that. Okay. Having the right mindset, like I said, is huge. Okay. But what he did was he focused on one market and one brand. All the energy went there. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, man, I've already launched a product. I'm not really sure if it can be a brand. Well, you might need to pivot. Okay. And I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. You know, you might need to pivot. Is that a total loss? No, you've learned a ton and you might even make some money on a regular basis just with that one product. Leave it up, let it sell if it's selling. Okay. Or just liquidate it, move on to the next. But I really think that if you are that person, or maybe you have a brand right now that you're just kind of stuck on and you're not sure how to expand out, you need to figure out how you can build a brand inside of that market or that product that you're selling. And if it can't, then you got to reevaluate. All right. Because if you can focus all that energy, all that time on building out this this thing, right? This, this business, um, it's going to make it even, uh, better and easier for you actually, once you get going, cause that's your focus. The other piece of advice here I would give you, uh, especially if you're just kind of starting, uh, or maybe if, even if you haven't started yet, start to think about your story. Are there things in your life or maybe someone else that you've helped in a certain area or market or whatever that will lead you to creating products to serve that market. I mean, a lot of times the best products out there and the best brands are people that were in that market that were frustrated because the tools in that market, whether it's a garlic press that wasn't good and the pro chefs that were buying them were unhappy and you were a pro chef and you couldn't find the, the right garlic press to fit your hand or every time that you would, you would use the garlic press, uh, it would, uh, you know, it would whatever squish out the garlic and it wouldn't press it properly or maybe it wasn't fast enough. So it was taking too much time. I don't know. I'm making up stuff here, but you get the idea, right? If you were that chef that was running through those problems and then you created a product to solve that problem, you have a story and then you can weave that story in there. Now, some of you might be saying, well, Scott, I don't have a story. 
I'm not a pro chef that, you know, created the, the next best garlic press, whatever. All I'm trying to do is get you to start thinking outside of just a product, but what could you, you know, kind of put your stamp on or someone else's stamp, some other expert that you know that can lead you to that market, but then also be the expert and the reason why you are creating products around that. Or, you know, that you have decided to build this brand, this company, this business because of X. Like, I think you need to have that in there versus I'm just trying to uh, sell a product. If you can do that, to me, it's going to give you such a huge, huge advantage. All right. Now, what I want to do here before we wrap up is I want to share a little message that Sean Madison had sent me. And Sean is actually the guy that I was referring to before that went from like zero to like 70, 80, 90,000, whatever it was, came to my live event. Um, met him there for the first time. He was a listener of the show. Then from there went to about $150,000 a month. And then now the last I talked to him, he was up over 300,000 a month uh, in about three years. But again, he focused on one market, one brand, and, um, and it was a process and he had the right mindset and everything I talked about really does also illustrate everything that he's done to build that. And the crazy thing is, before I let you listen to this, um, the crazy thing is, is when you start to increase your numbers, again, we all want to start right with something and it might be a thousand dollars a month and then you go to 5,000 a month and then you go to 10, right? But once you start to climb that ladder of growth and these achievements, they're kind of markers in a sense. And like I was saying, the crazy thing is I just ran into Sean. We talked for about an hour, hour and a half, and uh, he was getting me caught up and everything on, on everything that's going on in his business. But it's funny because his marker now is a lot higher. His, his bar is a lot higher. Like for him to have a $250,000 a month is a disappointment now. Like now if you if you re, you'll go back in time, rewind a little bit when he first started hitting $90,000 was an achievement, right? And you would have been jumping over the moon excited. Now 250,000 a month is a disappointment because we've done 300. It's kind of, it's kind of like you're raising the bar as you're growing and that's good. I love that because we're always then trying to beat what we've just did. It's growth, right? But you're learning through that process. And as you kind of grow, your mind starts to grow and the level of success starts to grow. And that's good. That's good. All right. So let me let you listen to Sean, what he had to say here. He sent me a little message. Um, I want to share it with you. And then what we'll do is we'll wrap this up and uh, you guys can get over to, uh, to that link and go ahead and uh, leave your comments so you guys can enter to, uh, to win that, uh, that grand prize and uh, you have a chance to possibly have some, uh, some virtual coffee with me for uh, a 30-minute coaching call. So let's go ahead and listen to what Sean had to say. Happy New Year, Scott and Chris and Dom. Um, just I've been promising you guys I would get on here and record a message and finally getting around to it. I apologize for not doing it sooner, but really want to express my gratitude to all three of you and and uh, especially you, Scott, for putting this podcast together. And um, as you know, we started listening to the Amazing Seller podcast. I believe it was around episode 90, around two and a half years ago. We first started listening to the podcast. And at that time, we were doing about $30,000 a month in sales. And and about 95% of that was wholesale. We had, we had started dipping our toes in the private label uh, world. 
sold a little bit, but really hadn't figured out how to get our products to sell on Amazon yet. We had some listed, but then we're selling really maybe a handful of products a day. And and then uh, came across the podcast. And by the following May, so May of 2016, we were close to $90,000 a month. So I think it was less than a year from when we first started uh, listening to the podcast to when we I went to that first live event with you in, in Colorado, and we had just, just hit about $90,000 a month. And then later that year in December, um, we hit uh, we did just under $200,000 in sales. And so 2016, we ended up just, just over a million dollars in sales for the year. Fast forward a little bit to 2017, and we ended up just under $2.5 million in sales. And we expect that trend to continue for the new year. Uh, we expect to uh, double for 2018. Uh, so that would put us right around $5 million in sales this year. We do have a lot of work to do because um, that's an average of, of about 400 and something thousand a month and some change. So, um, but wanted to express my gratitude to you and to Dom and to Chris and you know, you know, we're branching off into some other ventures with our Amazon skills that we've acquired. And, and like I said, many of those skills we've gained because of the Amazing Seller podcast. And you helped us so much back in the early days. And we keep coming back to listen to the podcast, just most, more than anything because of your positive attitude and, and your willingness to help people. So again, Happy New Year and, and I appreciate all your help. Well, all I can say after that is wow, right? I mean, what an awesome journey that Sean has been on. And I just want to go back to my seven takeaways. Every single thing I discussed here today in those takeaways, he followed to a T, to a T. So one little tip here, if you want to be successful, model other successful people. All right. And be around and, and you know, learn, but surround yourself with like-minded people. And that's what I, that's what I believe the amazing seller has become as our community, as our, our nice little community of, uh, you know, other people like us that want to build real businesses and not just go after those shiny objects. And that's why you've probably noticed in 2018 and in, in the future, this is, this is really the direction I'm going, finding markets that you can build a brand in. And then from there, focusing hundred percent on building that brand. And then if you want to exit that brand, you have a much greater chance of getting a good payout, but then also you can move on, take your skill set and move on to something else if you want to. But to me, this is the future. This is the way to build a real business, following those seven takeaways. And again, I want to just thank Sean for, uh, for jumping on there. Love the guy. I just spent about an hour and a half with him the other day. I was at an event. He was there. He's catching me up. And, um, and it's crazy because like I've said before, you kind of start to raise the bar. When I first met him, he was doing 30,000, but then, you know, he was up to 60,000. I think by the time he came to the event, maybe 70 and, uh, and that was great. He was excited, but then he wanted to hit 150 and then he wanted to hit 300. And now when he hits a month, that's 250, he's disappointed because he went backwards. He didn't go forward. Um, but a lot of times that's inventory issues and stuff like that. But we have to continually raise the bar and keep pushing ourselves and being around other people like Sean and so many others in our community is how we do that. And you have to almost create that own little, that, that, that little fun competition internally within yourself um, to keep raising the bar and keep pushing yourself. But I'm telling you right now, finding the market, building a brand, multiple products to me, focus on that. 
that is, that's the win. That's, that's how you do it. Um, and I should probably mention right now too, a little shameless plug for uh, some training that we did just create that does exactly that. If you are brand new, or even if you are kind of stuck in your own current brand, uh, we have something we're calling product discovery bootcamp and it's fairly new. And it's where we look at finding a market and then trying to find sub markets inside of that main market. So we can build a brand with products that aren't as competitive, um, easier to, to kind of get the momentum going, but then starting to slowly move into the more competitive side of the market. Um, and that's what we do there. So if you're interested, head over to productdiscoverybootcamp.com, check it out and uh, you can, you can see if it's the right fit for you. But, uh, I'm pretty proud of that. Chris and I put a lot of work and, uh, a lot of energy into it, but I believe that it is the foundation for building a real business. I truly do. All right. So guys, I'm going to remind you one more time as well, head over to the amazing forward slash coffee. And that will direct you over to a short little video. That's going to remind you to leave a comment. Let me know how long you've been a listener. And then also what is one thing that you've taken away from listening, uh, as long as you have, like however long you've been listening, doesn't matter if it's a month or three years, um, let me know what is one thing that you've learned after listening to the podcast so far. All right. And you do that. I'm going to go ahead and pull one winner. Okay. One lucky winner is going to win the grand prize. And then I'm going to have two, uh, runner ups, um, that I'm also going to give a 30 minute coaching call or a coffee call. We'll call them a virtual coffee with me. And we can talk about anything you want business life. I don't care. I'll be yours for 30 minutes. Um, the grand prize though, will be private label classroom, which also will include product discovery bootcamp and a 30 minute coaching call with me. All right. And that's a, uh, over a $2,000, uh, value on that. So, um, all you got to do is just go comment on that video and uh, you'll be entered and I will be drawing the winner, uh, in about two weeks after this episode airs. All right. So just keep an eye out on that. All right. So that's it guys. That's going to wrap it up. The show notes can be found at the amazing forward slash 500. I can't believe I'm still saying 500 because it just seems crazy, but it is. And I want to thank you guys one more time. It's all because of you guys and you guys are awesome. And I truly enjoy hanging out with you guys each and every week. All right. So guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, say it with some energy today. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.